0: You're listening to Media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of his Holy Spirit about his Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three-in-One who comes in order to bring us a new vision, of what the kingdom of God is all about. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I want you to do a little experiment with me. Uh, I might be kind of out of your comfort zone. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll all I'll be safe. Um, I want everybody to close your eyes. Everybody close them. I know some of you are like, it was a late night last night. This is kind of dangerous, Pastor Jay. Might start to doze off. That's okay. Your eyes are closed now. Just like the blind beggar in our gospel reading, you can't see anything. All you see is darkness. And that means that because all you see is darkness, that... Uh, all of a sudden, you you're probably paying a little bit more attention to what you can hear. Not only probably can you hear my voice, but maybe you can hear the air conditioning system. Um, maybe you can hear some some other things that are happening in the room. and uh, and so uh, all of a sudden your your hearing is is going. and maybe you're feeling other stuff too. maybe you're feeling the air conditioning blow on you. Maybe you're um, you know, feeling the warmth of the person who's next to you if there's somebody next to you. There's all of these things there that that you're not seeing but you're experiencing with your other senses and and uh, you know maybe you're, you're you're you've got a taste in your mouth right now maybe there, there's some other senses that that are going on for you and so uh, you you have this sense right now of what it's like to be this blind beggar bartimaeus bartimaeus whose name literally means son of timaeus This is how Bartimaeus was living his life. And at one point, just like you, Bartimaeus apparently was able to see because he he asked Jesus to restore his sight. So at one point, he knows what it's like to see, but he knows also right now that he's in darkness. And all that he's able to do is to use his other senses in order to have an idea of what's going on around him. So into the midst of that, I want you to imagine a little bit like your Bartimaeus, your Bartimaeus, and, and all of a sudden, you, you start to hear a crowd gathering around, because Jesus is, is leaving Jericho. Jesus is, has been in Jericho. He, he's probably been doing some healings, He's been doing some other things. and now he's leaving Jericho with his entourage. And, and he's leaving Jericho, and people are talking, and, uh, and, and Bartimaeus is, is sitting, and he's begging, and he's asking people, what's happening? I hear a lot of people, and maybe somebody talks to him, maybe they don't, uh, but all of a sudden, he, he gets this understanding that, oh, this is Jesus. And so he cries out to Jesus. He cries out to Jesus, and he says, Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. And some people tell him, hey, shush. (laughs) We we don't we, we don't need you to be in the midst of this, blind Bartimaeus. So you just stay over there. Maybe they think that he's uh, trying, trying to get some more money. There's a big crowd. Maybe he thinks, hey, this is, this is my, my opportunity to beg some more. Maybe that's what they think that he's doing. Uh, they, they don't think that he's crying out to Jesus for healing. They think that he's just crying out to Jesus to get some money. And they tell him to shush. They tell him to be quiet. And then he hears something else. He hears, get up. He's calling you. And so if you're blind Bartimaeus, you struggle to get to your feet and you struggle to try to figure out where Jesus is. You struggle to Do that without seeing, just as if I told you to get up right now and to come to my voice, you would stumble over a lot of things. Probably all of the lights and the live stream thing, um, all all of that stuff is, is all in danger because you don't know where you're going and your eyes are closed. That's what blind Bartimaeus is doing. He's kind of stumbling around. He's stumbling over to Jesus. He finally gets to Jesus. And Jesus asks him, What do you want? And he says to Jesus, I want you to restore my sight. And Jesus says, Go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Open your eyes. Just that moment that you had your eyes closed there, just that moment of experiencing just a little slice of what it was like to be Bartimaeus gives you a sense of how great it is to see. Because now you're opening up your eyes and you're you're, you're seeing the whole world in kind of a new way. You know, you're, you've had your eyes closed for long enough that things maybe start to pop out to you that you didn't notice before because you had your eyes closed and now they're open again and you're, you're starting to readjust. Your, your brain is starting to understand where it is again visually because you had your eyes closed for long enough. If you had your eyes closed for that whole first part of the sermon, uh, you had your eyes closed for long enough that your brain kind of forgot what was up here. And so maybe you noticed something new on the altar. Maybe you noticed something new uh, about me. Maybe you noticed something new someplace else about the back of the head of the person that's in front of you. <laughs> and that was only after not seeing for just a little while. It's an amazing story what happens with Blind Bartimaeus. And it's amazing not only because Jesus takes somebody who is blind and gives him sight again, but because of who blind Bartimaeus is, because of what blind Bartimaeus represents in a lot of way in this portion of Mark. So if you've been tracking along with us uh, over these Sundays, uh, we've been reading some different stories. And uh, one of those stories, the kind of uh, thing that we started off with, is this story of this guy who we call the rich young ruler. He's this guy who comes before Jesus. He says, uh, what do I need to do in order to inherit eternal life? And as he comes to Jesus and and says that, Jesus kind of works with him and and he says, okay, eventually what you need to do is you need to give up everything and you need to stop and come and follow me. And, and, And the rich young ruler, he walks away disheartened because he's not able to give that up. And here we have blind Bartimaeus who has nothing. He's a blind beggar outside of Jericho and Jesus gives him everything that he needs in order to follow. And amazingly, Jesus does not even give him the command to follow him. Jesus says, go on your way. But blind Bartimaeus says, my way is going to be following you. And he knows that his way is going to be following Jesus because what has happened in his story just recently has been that he has seen something in Jesus that so many people have not seen. Uh, This is one of those sort of moments in the gospel of Mark. Now, each of the gospel stories sort of have their own particularities. Each of the gospel stories sort of have their own sort of uh, feeling and flavor. And one of the things about Mark's gospel is that nobody gets who Jesus is. Uh, just about nobody really understands who he is. Even his disciples seem to be sort of bumbling fools all of the time. The other gospel writers give them a little bit of a break, but Mark seems to only choose stories where he's like, okay, they don't get him. Oh, they don't get him again. Oh, they really don't get him this time. And that's kind of the the way that it happens is that, that all throughout... All of these people who are supposed to understand, who are supposed to see, well, they, they don't. They don't see who Jesus is. They, they don't see who Jesus is when they're his disciples. They don't see who Jesus is when they're the religious authorities. They don't see who Jesus is in so many different ways. And so who does it take to see who Jesus is in this story? A blind guy who calls out to him and says, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now the weird thing there is that he has just found out that this is Jesus of Nazareth. Now uh, Nazareth is, it's not not Bethlehem. Nazareth instead is, is sort of this uh, sort of cosmopolitan, mixed up city. It's got a lot of different things going on in it. You know, it is as different from Bethlehem as New York City is from Tallahassee. There's a lot of difference here. So when this guy cries out, son of David, he is crying out to Jesus in terms of his title, in terms of what that means, in terms of understanding who he is and the son of David is the promised king. The promised one that God promised to David himself would come into the world and establish his kingdom on earth. This blind guy gets that. He gets who Jesus is when so many people don't. Which leads us to question ourselves. How are we misunderstanding Jesus? How do we misunderstand God's kingdom? Do we take other things and sort of yeah, pour those into our Christianity and make kind of a slurry and say, okay, well, well, this is what it is to be a Christian and yet in the midst of that we sort of lose who Jesus is? Do we make our Christianity all about saving ourselves? Do we make our Christianity just about being nice people? Do I make our Christianity about being politically correct Do we make our Christianity into something that's just sort of a therapeutic thing that makes us feel good? But in the midst of all of that mixing, do we actually lose track of who Jesus is supposed to be? Here we have somebody who gets who Jesus is supposed to be. Jesus is the King. The king of this weird kingdom, this very strange kingdom that's alluded to in that Jeremiah reading that Blake read, this very strange kingdom that God is talking about in Jeremiah, where where he says, I am going to create a kingdom of outcasts, a kingdom of people that you wouldn't think I would want to be a part of my kingdom. And what he's, he's talking about there is the northern kingdom of Israel. After they go off into exile, he, he says, I'm going to bring them back, but I'm not going to bring all of them back. In fact, most of them are going to die in exile, and there's just going to be a few people left over, a few people that the Assyrians are not going to want to take with them because they're liabilities, And you know who those liabilities are? Well, it's the pregnant ladies. They don't want them to travel. It's the blind. It's the lame. It's the people that are going to be difficult to transport. And so, well, we're going to leave them there. They're the outcasts. They're not even good enough to take as prisoners. And brothers and sisters in Christ, that's you. you're not even good enough to take as a prisoner. You're not fancy. You're not somebody who gets it. You're not somebody who understands who Jesus is. Unless you understand one essential thing about Jesus. It's the thing that Bartimaeus gets about Jesus. The thing that Bartimaeus gets about Jesus is that Jesus has come not in order to give you an attaboy, not in order to say, yes, you got everything correct, not in order to do any of that because none of that is true about you, but rather Jesus has come to save you. He has come to rescue you. He comes in order to continue to intercede for you, as Hebrews tells us. Jesus has come in order to bring about a kingdom of rescue. He has come to bring us all into this sort of heavenly and divine Dog pound. Because essentially that's what we are. We're straight dogs and cats and gerbils and hamsters and whatever it is that you think you are. He's come in order to make a kingdom of us and to give us an opportunity to be in his household to be in his kingdom, to be what he has come in order to save us from, which is exactly ourselves. He has come in order to say, you need saving. You need restoration. And the amazing thing about his uh, restoration is this, is that uh, what God promises to restore us to is actually something that we've never experienced before. What God promises in terms of our restoration is a sort of a little bit different than Bartimaeus. It's sort of a little bit better than Bartimaeus. You see, Bartimaeus knew what it was like to see because he says, Lord, can you restore my sight? But we don't know what it is like to be sinless. We don't know what it is like to not have this annoying fact about ourselves that even when we try to do good things, we end up doing not so good things. I was really hoping that Florida State was going to bumble the game yesterday because it would have been a perfect example of that. But I guess they did something good anyway. But what God is doing in our lives is he is restoring us to something that we were created to be but you and I have never experienced. He's restoring us to a sinless life, to an eternal life, to a life that maybe was only known by Adam and Eve for just a fraction of their lives. That's what he's restoring in us. He's restoring in us a full humanity, a humanity that only Jesus himself has walked in for his entire life. And he went and he died on a cross, so that he could take that full humanity and bring it to us, the sort of ASPCA of righteousness, and bring it to us to say, This is what I'm giving you. I am giving you. Full restoration. I am giving you full resurrection. I am giving you full sinlessness. I'm giving you full righteousness. And I'm doing that all through the cross and the empty tomb. So we can't see that righteousness right now. We have a hard time even imagining what it's like to be sinless. But that's what God promises us. That one day we will be before Him with our eyes closed in terms of what it means to live a righteous life. And He will say to us, What do you want? And we will say, I don't want sin anymore. And he will say to us, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And our eyes will open on that resurrection day and we will know what it is to see completely and totally in a righteous world with no sin. Brothers and sisters, right now we stand at the gates of Jericho waiting for that moment. Wait with hope for his kingdom is coming. Now may you this week. Recognize your own blindness. Recognize your own unworthiness. But may you also recognize that there comes a king who will open your eyes to total righteousness. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.